Ooh, howdy. Dowdy, <laughs> Troy Gowdy. <laughs> do you know do you know who Troy Gowdy is? I have no idea who Troy Gowdy is. Is uh is a senator from the US. I don't know which uh state, but uh yeah. One of them. He's an awful right winger. He always huh. does his interviews where he's just saying fucked up things. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hi, welcome. <laughs> the name of the show is Politics. Although I call it Politrix, and the title of this episode is Blue Beetle. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. And uh, yeah, let's get into some cleanup from last week. Yeah. So last week I said that Neil Blomkamp is South Africa's most famous director. Yes. Question mark. Yes. <laughs> I googled and came across a list from Pantheon.world, which gives their top six. Okay. In first place, they had Jamie Ace. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. So he directed The Gods Must Be Crazy and its sequel. Okay. I'm culturally aware of this movie, but I've never seen it. Right. I see. Do yeah. you know of this movie? No. All right. Well, ask your dad. He loves this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, in 2009, I went on holiday to India. Oh. And when the person who drove us around found out that we were South African, he said he watched The Gods Must Be Crazy. Huh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So anecdotally, I realized that it's a very famous movie. Yeah. But I don't think the driver would know the name Jamie Ace. No, probably not. In second place, they have a guy named Robert Mitchell, who directed a bunch of films uh, I know, but I think he should be disqualified. Okay. Because although he was technically born here, his father was a British diplomat, and they moved around a lot. And also, none of his movies take place in South Africa. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. In third was Blomkamp. Yeah. Right? Fourth was Gavin Hood. Yes. Who, like I mentioned last week, directed Totsi and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, I have something to mention about Gavin Hood as well. But it's fine. Finish your thing. Yeah. Joe, you can tell me now. I said he directed Spud. Yeah. He, he did not direct Spud. Yes, I know. Well, I have to... <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I said that Wolverine sunk his career, which yes. is not true. Okay. He went on to make Ender's Game, which I think is a solid sci-fi movie. Okay. So, they, did, you know, he still got to do big budget movies after that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. That That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, right. Yeah. In fifth is Tosca Musk, right? Okay. Who is the younger sister of Elon. Oh. Okay. I, I think she should also be disqualified because okay. I was reading her Wikipedia and she only directed one movie in 2001. <laughs> that's right? it. And then she only did producer work after that. That's crazy. Okay. So, while I was in university, I worked as a barista at a coffee shop. Does yeah. that make me a barista for life? You I, know? <laughs> I think you are, because you've got the skills to be a barista. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's, that's just a thing that I did. Okay, yeah. Right? Similarly, she made one movie in the early 2000s. That's, <laughs> that's not... I, you can't call her a director. <laughs> After one movie. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying if that one movie were like last year or the year before, you yeah. could call her a director because the, you presume she's going to direct something. Yes. It's been twenty over 20 years. Since <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I doubt that you, you know, direct, direct again. So I, I don't think we can, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, in sixth was Jonathan Liebsman. Okay. Who I think should also be disqualified <laughs> because like Robert Mitchell, he moved away. Right. Okay. And none of his movies are set in South Africa. He moved away as like 
a little bit older than Mitchell, but as a teen. Okay, yeah. So still, I, I, I don't think it counts. So it's basically. only Blomkamp and <laughs> yeah. Neil. I mean, Jamie Ace, Blomkamp, then Gavin Hood. Yeah, yeah. An abundance of talent right. from South Africa, I yeah. guess. Then. Yeah. Also, while we're speaking about the most famous South African director, you mistakenly thought Gavin Hood directed Spud. <laughs> yes. So yes, I looked so it up, and it's a guy named Donovan Marsh, who's also South African, but I haven't seen any of his movies other than the two Spuds. I think there are three Spuds. Yeah, but he only directed the first two. Oh, right. Okay. I see. All right. Yeah. I couldn't find the budget for Gran Turismo when, when we recorded last week, okay. but I found out during the week. It had a budget of $100 million. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So obviously, double for marketing, a true cost of two hundred million. Yeah, and at time of writing, it has made seventeen million. Right, that, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, it hasn't been released in America and other territories. Yeah, right. It was meant to come out on the eleventh of August worldwide, but was pushed back to the twenty fifth due to the writers' strike. Yeah. But some countries, like South Africa, kept the original date. Yeah. So the twenty fifth was this Friday. Yeah, I haven't checked the, you know, current totals, yeah. but it's you know yeah. it. Uh, it could turn out to be a success. That's what I'm trying to say. It could eventually, yes. Yes, because seventeen was from certain parts of the world, not yeah. not everywhere. Yes, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. It's not looking good. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, the news of the week. Okay. So a little bit of personal news. The podcast hit 1,000 downloads, you know, yeah. over all the various streaming services, obviously excluding YouTube. Yeah. So, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty and decent. Last week, I was complaining that Mario had seven times the number of Spider-Verse <laughs> reviews, right? <laughs> yes. And I saw our Spider-Verse review, uh, number of downloads just went up. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's. I wasn't trying to say that the Spider-Verse review was good. I was just... <laughs> I'm just puzzled why the Mario movie is so... And I don't even think that episode we did was bad. It's mm. just I have negative feelings towards the Mario yeah. movie. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. The the movies that I give a 10, yes. I like that episode. <laughs> the movies I don't like, I dislike that episode. So yeah, I'm just very puzzled why people have glommed onto the, the Mario episode. <laughs> It's just very puzzling. <laughs> anyway, so the big news of the week is that the 15th Brick Summit took place last week in Santon. Yes. Which, you know, uh, you know, I'm always talking about that cinema, the Cinema Nouveau. Yes. But it's in Rosebank, which is very close to Santon. That is. Yep. So I wanted to watch a movie this week and I'm like, no. <laughs> what if there's big traffic, you know? Yeah. I don't want to get involved in that. So, yeah, yeah. waited for this week to go there right okay right. yeah uh but anyway back to <laughs> back to the story <laughs> so first of all what is BRICS? BRICS stands for brazil russia india china and south africa and operates as an informal grouping of nations that meet annually at the BRICS convention where members and heads of state seek to further economic cooperation between the nations yeah. the head of state of a member nation acts as a chairman of the group rotating once a year i always thought well Hmm. Like I said, it's a loose, informal yeah. kind of thing. It's not like a proper allyship. It's you know, like if, <laughs> if we were being attacked, they are under no like obligation to send their army to help us out or, yeah. you know, like that. It's just a, 
loose, let's trade with each other. It's like friends with benefits versus like NATO being a relationship. I don't know what that comparison is, but <laughs> I can't even make sense of anything you just said. Jesus Christ. <laughs> would the friends, <laughs> what are the benefits be in this situation? Anyway, <laughs> no, let's just move on. <laughs> the two big takeaways from the summit are number one, yes. six more countries have been invited to join BRICS. Okay. Right? Yes. They are Argent. Well, sorry. Let me go back. They've just been invited. We don't know if they'll accept. Okay. But usually like the the you get invited because you want to join. Yeah. <laughs> so I they probably going to join, but I just thought I'd mention that it's it's not confirmed, it's just they were invited. I I'm not sure if I read the article right because yours is invited, but as far as I've seen and once again I may be wrong, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Egypt and the UAE have joined. Yeah, like I said, it's just an informal. I'm it's it's just a formality for them to accept. Accept. Yes. Yeah. That's the, it's it's not really and like I said they're probably gonna. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter about the wording of this. We're splitting ears over nothing. Okay. But the thing is you said the country before me. So that's <laughs> fucked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Argentina, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt and the United Arab Emirates. So those are the ones that are invited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry for stealing anyway, your thunder like I'm gonna, that. <laughs> I'm going to cut yours out of there. In the edit, it's just going to be... Mm, it's just gonna be I'm going to put in like elevator music. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure on what episode, but you remember... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. All are important, obviously, but I just want to single out Iran and Saudi Arabia. Okay. I'm not sure on what episode, but you remember I said that they are sworn enemies and are currently engaged in a cold war. Yes. By having a number of proxy wars all around the Middle East. I do remember this. Yes. So this is due to a number of things, but mainly because Iran represents Shia Muslims and yes. Saudi Arabia represents Sunni Muslims. Yes. It's similar to the divide between Catholics and Protestants in the Christian faith. Okay. And the reason I brought up that context in that episode was because a Chinese official brokered a peace treaty between the two states. Do you remember that? Yes. Right. I do remember this. So I think this is the first significant consequence of that peace deal. Yeah. Right. Would be great to have them both. Yeah, they're both very big oil nations. Yeah. Right. The second takeaway, and, you know, Iran have been under sanction from the US, the US yeah. so they haven't been allowed to sell their oil. So they have a yeah. huge reserve just kind of <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> right. So the second takeaway is the strengthening of the new development bank, which is the BRICS alternative to the IMF. Yes. So what is the IMF? Well, obviously, it's the agency Tom Cruise works for in the Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. <laughs> but in this context, it was an institution set up after World War II to help struggling countries who couldn't secure a loan elsewhere. Yeah. Right. The criticism of the IMF is that they give out these loans at extremely high interest rates, which, which the country will be unable to pay back. Okay. Forcing the country to take out more loans to pay off existing loans and so on until the IMF has proxy control over your country. Yes. So they impose like rules like, you know, you're not allowed to do this with the money because you have you owe us. Yeah. So right. they kind of take shadow control of the, the government or the, the yeah. country that they are given this money to. Yeah. Right. Right. Right-wingers have accused the IMF of being a cabal of Jewish bankers trying to destroy Christian countries. 
Yes. Right. Let's be clear. There are substantive criticisms to be made of the IMF without getting into anti-Semitic racism. Okay. Right? Right. Let's do a thought experiment. Okay. Let's say every person who worked at the IMF was a white Christian man. Would that make what they're doing okay? Uh... No, I have to say no here. <laughs> <laughs> right. The race of the banker is not the issue. It's the fact that they are a banker that's, yeah. you know, causing this issue. Yeah. Right? Right. The new development new development bank already existed since 2015. So it's not like they announcing that it'll be created. They, not <laughs> they did this a while back, right? Right. This is just saying they're getting more serious about trying to compete with the IMF. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have much to say about the story. I'm just waiting to see what the... U.S. response will be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what they do. That's like Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Uh, at the end of Star Wars, I was like, wow, this plucky band of rebels, they, they got one over on the Empire. Yeah. But then the next movie came out. Yeah. And the Empire <laughs> struck back. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> How wild is that? <laughs> Yeah, the plucky band of rebels in this case being two of the biggest, I mean, the three biggest <laughs> economies in the world. <laughs> right. Uh, do you remember an early episode where I said something happened in Russia slash Ukraine that I couldn't make sense of? I do remember this, yes. Right. So what happened was a private military group called the Wagner Group was led by a Putin ally named Yevgeny Prigozhin, a former Putin ally. Yes. <laughs> uh, it turned on the Russian military and took the city of Rostov on Don. Yes. And were marching towards Moscow. I remember this very well, yes. The reason Prigozhin gave uh, for this was that the invasion of Ukraine was built on lies. Yes. The next day, his forces <laughs> gave up <laughs> and he relocated to Belarus. So I was just kind of waiting for more information as to like why that happened. And, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why did you just immediately give up? And I still don't understand that, right? Yeah. But this week, his plane crashed and he died. Yes. And he's presumed dead. We don't know. Yeah. So, look, Indiana Jones survived <laughs> the plane crash by jumping off on a, on a raft. So, you know, who's to say <laughs> this guy has, you know, we don't know if he had a raft on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> to go down. Surely you must have. Yeah. Well, it feels like we're making, making light of this guy's death. Yeah. And well, I, I blame you for comparing him to Indiana Jones, but uh, I've been very respectful. So I just hope. His presumed death. His presumed death. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next piece or next news story. Right. Okay. So I'm reading this excerpt from Adam Crafton's piece at theathletic.com. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Manchester United have abandoned their plan to bring back Mason Greenwood to the club's first team following a public backlash. The club faced mounting criticism from inside and outside after The Athletic reported last week, Wednesday, that United Chief Executive Richard Arnold held a meeting with the club's executive leadership in the first week of August to inform them the plan was for Greenwood to return. United insisted last week a decision, quote, had not been made, end quote. But in light of the strong critical reaction to the revelations in the story and further reporting from The Athletic, the club held crisis talks on Friday. They have since decided not to reintegrate Greenwood with the first team at this stage. So that's the end of the excerpt. This is me talking now. Okay. 
If you don't know, a while back, Greenwood's girlfriend posted a video of him attempting to rape her, and she posted pictures of her beaten up face. Yes. Later that day, her father did an interview where he said, quote, The first thing we knew about this was at 6 a.m. this morning. It is dreadful. I'm just coming to terms with it all. As a father, you don't, you don't want to know things like that happening to your daughter. The police have been round and she was made and she has made a statement to them. She has told us her phone had been hacked. We told her to take it down, which she has done, but it's out there now. So now it's too late. She is devastated because she didn't want it to be released. We have known him since the under 21s. He has been part of our family for two or three years. Their relationship has not been good for the last few months. She is completely devastated by it all. They were very much in love and have been together for a while. The police are dealing with it now. Which I thought at the time was remarkably nice to Greenwood. Bordering of being supportive of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The speculation is that the father is trying to keep them together so he can get money from Greenwood. Yeah. Who's earning big money at United. Yes. Flash forward to earlier this year and the case against Greenwood was dropped. Yeah. Let's be clear here. The case wasn't dropped because he was found to be innocent. The case was dropped because the victim recanted a, a statement. Yeah. Presumably from pressure from her father to drop the charges. Yes. Right? Yeah. In which case, the father is a massive piece of shit. That is true. Obviously, yeah. we don't know Yeah. Uh, well what the dynamics were, but just... Based on that interview, it just... That was one of the grossest fucking interviews, bro. Ugh. You... You you know, it's reported that your daughter's been beaten up and raped. And yeah. you make this statement. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, but he's a nice guy. Let me just go back to it here, right? As a father, you don't want to know things like that are happening to your daughter. Not, you don't want to know. Not you don't want it to happen to your daughter. You don't want to know that it's happening to your daughter. Mm. That's... She has told us her phone has been hacked. We told her to take it down, which she has done, but it's out there now, so it is too late. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) People should know that this guy is a scumbag. Yeah. Greenwood, in this case, I'm I'm talking about. Well, both of them, I would say. Yeah, but but I'm saying the way he worded that was. It's a problem that people found out. Yeah. Right? It's And I understand, like, he may be in, like, shock or something, so he was imprecise with his words. Yeah, maybe. But, but it's just very gross. Yeah. Right? United, even considering bringing him back into the team, is a disgrace. Yeah. Uh, I should... I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I'm not saying this because it's Manchester United and I support Liverpool and I'm trying to... You know, get one over on United. Right. It okay. doesn't matter what club this guy played for. It's fucking disgusting, bro. I remember that day when, like, that video went viral oh. of just her screaming yeah. and her being so upset. Like, yeah. that really fucked me up, dude. I, so, yes. I said at the time, like, I, I said it publicly. You can go to my Twitter and find it. Uh, that if Mason Greenwood came back, and started playing for Manchester United again, I would stop supporting the club. Because mm. it's just, it's disgusting. And they should never have even considered it. Yes. So, I applaud both the employees at United who threatened to quit their jobs and people in the press who pressured United into doing the right thing. Okay. In my opinion, being suspended is not enough. 
Greenwood should be in jail and possibly the father too for aiding and abetting his daughter's assault. Oh, right. Very yeah. upsetting story. But I'm glad the well it's not even the correct thing like I said he should be in jail. Yeah. But like the correct in the context of playing and not playing. Yeah. <laughs> it just just yeah. And again it's not because it's united it's just the principle of this is so disgusting bro. Yeah. It's actually terrible. <laughs> and it's <laughs> It's not better or worse. It's just we saw the evidence of it. It's yeah. not like where somebody is accused and we don't have evidence. We saw the video of it happening. Yeah. So disgusting. Oh. Anyway, Dune Part 2 has been delayed to March 15, 2024. Warner Brothers has said that this is due to the strikes. Yes. To me, this is an obvious attempt to get the public to be upset about the strikes and puts public pressure on the actors and writers to take a bad deal to end the strike as soon as possible. Yeah. It's had the opposite effect on me. I'm upset at Warner Brothers as they should pay their workers what they deserve yes. so we can end the strike as as soon as possible. I I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Like these big studios are dragging it on for so long. Mm-hmm. But these people are not going to stop until they get what they deserve. So why well again they... you know that guy he said we can wait them out. Yeah. And they can wait them out. Uh I I think there'll come a point where there's just nothing because if all the big studios are not able to put out movies then they'll lose immense amounts of revenue. And well they're still putting out movies. Yeah. It's just but, uh They have a bunch in the can, you know, for yeah. like a few months. Exactly. Yeah. So that, you know, I said I said they'll come a point. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like in No, but I mean they can get scab workers in. I guess, yeah. So they can get but, like writers from all around the world to come replace uh, you know, their current workers. Yeah. They have like lots of ways around it, but uh we'll just have to see how it plays out. I guess so. Yeah. But I feel like Ed Dodger's hiring them like they can buy films from around the world yeah and just release it through their label okay. their release label okay yeah so you know hmm. and i'm not saying that's good i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> they have options that's what i'm trying to say okay they have the most power in the situation yeah and okay. it's uh kind of depressing yeah anyway <laughs> context for the movie <laughs> yeah i wish like i think I need to include a good news story at the end every week because yeah. it's like <laughs> feel good news. <laughs> We end on like these two heavy stories. Yeah. Well, not really the dune. It's uh, it, uh, it's, it's just it's like it's, all right. Man. It's disappointing. It's not upsetting like that Greenwood was. But yeah, every week I think some kind of feel good story to end the news section because <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're entering the context of the movie with the with a bad taste in our yeah, mouths. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in our Shazam Fury of the Gods episode, we went through the history of the DCEU. Yeah. And you can go back to our episode on that to figure out how that universe collapsed on itself, right? Yes. There was one other DCEU movie since then that we didn't cover, which was The Flash. Okay. We boycotted it due to the move this the star of the movie being a criminal. Yeah. Even though it's been on streaming for a couple of weeks, I still haven't seen it. But okay. I've heard about it. The speculation before the flash came out was that it would reboot the universe by Barry going back in time and fucking up the timeline. 
And changing everything yes. to the new. Okay. As far as I'm aware, this did happen in the Flash movie, except the timeline doesn't get fucked up. Oh. He restores it to more or less how it was. <laughs> so what, what was the point of that? Like, there's very small changes. Okay. Which, well, we only saw a small thing at the end of the movie. We don't know. Okay. Right, but oh, what I'm saying is it didn't provide a way that easily ex- explains why a new universe is being born. Okay. Yeah. That, that's my what I'm trying to say. Right, okay. So we cut... Ca- uh, we covered this earlier in the year, but because the DCEU was such a shit show, Warner Brothers brought in James Gunn to construct a new universe. Yes. Which I and other people have started calling the Gunniverse. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. And Blue Beetle is the first movie to take place in that universe. Yes. Although Superman Legacy will introduce the universe proper. Yeah. So I also think that there's a parallel to be drawn here with the MCU. Yeah. This version of Blue Beetle and Iron Man are similar. They both wear super suits and are the first movies to take place in that universe. And I'd argue that The Avengers was the movie that introduced the universe proper. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. So, you know, very similar (laughs) trajectory of the Gunniverse and the MCU. Yeah. Right? So they did a pretty good job of covering the backstory of Blue Beetle in the movie. So I'll be only talk about my experience with Blue Beetle, right? Okay. Dan Garrett found the Scarab and he was the original Blue Beetle. Yes. I haven't read any comics about him, but I did see him on the animated show, TV show, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Okay. Yeah. Then his protege, Ted Kord, took over the mantle, but he didn't have the scarab. All of this is explained in the movie. I'm just uh, (laughs) catching you up, right? Okay. This version of the character invents beetle-themed technology to aid in the fight against crime and is extremely similar to Batman. Yeah. I've no, I found no evidence that this was deliberate, but Blue Beetle was owned by several other comic book publishers before DC. Okay. So I think it's a fair assumption to say they were probably ripping off Batman. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Even within DC, Green Arrow is a ripoff of Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many Batman ripoffs, right? Yeah. So when DC bought him, he joined the Justice League and became best friends with Booster Gold. Ah, yes. You know who Booster Gold is. Um. I don't know exactly, but I was reading an interview about after, like, so after I watched Blue Beetle, I was watching an interview and they said they do want to incorporate, um, the friendship. Yeah. The friendship between Cord and Gold. So do you know who Mr. Magoo is? I. All right, all right, all right. You know who Inspector Gadget is? Yes. All right. That's a better reference, right? (laughs) Right. So, yes. Inspector Gadget is a bumbling idiot who has. He has, like, uh, all these robotic things. Gadgets, Gadgets. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a, a a little friend named Penny. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I think it's his niece. Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she, she, she's like the brains of the operation. Yeah. Right? He's right. only alive because Penny keeps him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Similarly, Booster Gold... He has a little robot that follows him around. <laughs> and he's a bumbling idiot. And the, and the little robot is always like, you know, saving his head. Right? And he takes the credit for being a big hero. So he was like a janitor in the, I don't know, year 3000 or something like that. Okay, and he yeah. goes through a portal yeah. into the present day. And the reason he knows how things are going to go is because the robot tells him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he uses like, he becomes a hero for 
like fame and glory instead of like doing, doing the right, right thing. thing. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes, uh but yeah, being friends with Ted Cord made him more like unbumbly. Yeah. No, <laughs> more like morally correct, okay. you yeah. know. So more doing it for the right being reasons. Good. Yeah. All right. Right. When DC bought him, you know, when Alan Moore was writing Watchmen, he wanted to use Blue Beetle but kill him off. Yeah. Oh well, he wanted to use like a bunch of characters and kill them off for Watchmen. Yeah. Right. DC didn't allow this. <laughs> right. So Moore made a very similar character named Night Owl. Yes. Right. Right. Similarly to the original, I haven't read any comics about him, but I did see him on the Brave and the Bold as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've seen him in lots of other cartoons. He teams up with Batman a lot. Okay. Yeah. But uh yes. Did I think the popular consensus is that Night Owl was based on Batman. <laughs> Everyone's <Right>. apparently <laughs> based on Batman. No, but this guy is specifically based on Blue Beetle. Okay. He just looks similar to I'm talking about Night Owl. You're you're right. Okay. Right. Yeah, because Moore said it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh and he has the in this movie he has like a a spaceship yeah that's the, in the shape of a beetle yeah and night owl has a similar <laughs> uh, ship called archimedes oh yeah okay we call archie yeah right so right. yeah very clear well i guess batman is a plane too yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it it doesn't carry people you know it's just him yeah uh and maybe one person in the cockpit yeah i don't know <laughs> what's the other seat called is it cockpit yeah. Well, the cockpit is like the whole housing for the you know like where the pilots sit. Yeah, okay, but you know for two people, yes. one person in the back. That's still a cockpit. Uh yeah, it's it's still All right, close whatever. to the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting distracted over this, you know, words. random things. Yeah. Uh, the third version of Blue Beetle is named Jaime Reyes. Yes. Again, I haven't read any comics with him, but I did see him again <laughs> on The Brave and the Bold, but also on Young Justice, another DC animated show, right? Okay. I'm not I'm going to spoil something, but I don't feel bad about it because I extremely doubt that they was that they would use this as a plot point in the movie. Okay. But on Young Justice, they revealed that the Scarab was sent by an alien race called the Reach. <gasps> the Scarab comes to Earth to learn our ways and then relay that information back so they can use it to invade our planet. Okay. So this is way huh. too big of a storyline for them to do anytime soon. They potentially in like 15 years <laughs> they may make this movie, right? And they did kind of hint at it. They just said the the scarab was from space, not that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what it's about or anything. Yeah. Right? So it'll be very long I think until we we get to that stage yes. and by that time you would have forgotten this episode <laughs> <laughs> so i don't feel bad about spoiling it right now okay right cool. i also know omac from the brave and the bold <laughs> okay it's controlled by a satellite called brother i who shoots a laser that transforms someone into an omac right in yeah. this movie you have to manually manually put on a suit yeah so omac isn't necessarily a blue beetle villain yeah. it's just more a general weapon and the story is about whatever villain gets control of brother i yeah so it could be lex luthor maxwell lord etc right any like billionaire businessman yeah <laughs> <laughs> right in this movie it is victoria cord who's you know a character created for this movie yeah lastly i had no idea who the director of this movie was 
Yeah. His name is Engel Manuel Soto. I checked his Wikipedia and I'd never seen anything he made before. Yeah. But I am on the lookout for his next project because I, spoiler alert, I quite enjoyed this movie. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the context. Do you have any context to add? Mm. Oh, did you have any news? Uh, not anything big. Like there was the Trump mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we spoke about that last week with Rico. Yeah. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, it was, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I feel like there were, I don't know if I want to call them cliches, but there were quite a few kind of things that I, I was like, hey, that's a, a thing I've seen in a lot of movies before. And I'm not sure if I enjoyed that aspect. But like what? Like Arctic expedition to find a thing from space. All right. Um, there's Transformers, Man of Steel. Yeah. What else? What do you think of? Those are the two that came to my mind. Yeah, I was thinking of Transformers. All right. But, so yeah. <laughs> it's a cliche after one movie. <laughs> I'm sure there's others out there. I just haven't. All right, fine. I should probably have researched that better, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, are we going scene by scene or? Well, I just have just... general thoughts. Yeah, same. Okay, yeah. I love that. There's, there's a lot of like little funny moments that are like perfect. Like, you know how, uh, towards the beginning of the movie, they are, he's saying like, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get us out of here. And then we see in the next shot, he's standing looking over, like looking at the sea in this like beautiful, like mansion yes. type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> he's a cleaner. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was, I, I absolutely loved those, just the little things that they did so well. Oh, yeah. So in the context section, I mentioned that there's a parallel to be drawn with Iron Man. Yeah. But this movie also reminded me of Venom, you know, when the scarab is taking over his body. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess Spider-Man did it first. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the name that popped in my head when in the cinema was Venom. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen the lead of this movie, Zolo Maraduena, say that this movie is like David, David Cronenberg for kids. Okay. Obviously referencing the fly where a man turns into a fly. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And by extension, Kafka's metamorphosis. Yeah. But I didn't get that feeling at all. Yeah. Right. I personally think Venom is the best comparison or reference point. Yeah. Especially since it's a comic book story. Yeah. Well, again, maybe Spider-Man would be better. Yeah. (laughs) But I just feel Venom works more. Yeah. Um, I also really like that this wasn't a solo movie. Yeah. This felt like an ensemble with each character getting a decent portion of screen time. Yeah. Although the exception to this is the mother. Yeah. I feel like she was somewhat shafted. That is true. I can't remember uh, the mother having a specific character trait at all. Anyway, the family reminded me a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I understand that the Guardians didn't invent the idea of a team up. But it's more like the character dynamics and interplay between the characters. Yeah. And right? they feel like a family, like the Guardians do, except yeah. this is a biological family. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, my favorite character is George Lopez. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> the weird uncle. Yeah. He made me laugh out loud at several points, but especially when he shouted, Batman's a fascist. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, yeah. There was, like, especially on that point of George Lopez, he just, like, his, I don't know. Well, I'm assuming it was both that his character was well-written and he had amazing line delivery because I, I can't find anything to fault. <laughs> it's well, uh, it's not a fault, but his hair is very weird. <laughs> it's, I couldn't stop staring at his weird fucking hair. <laughs> yeah, he just like okay, yes, he had weird hair, but other than that, he was just like for me, it was a perfect performance. Yeah. Yeah. He's really wonderful in this. Yeah. Uh, so the movie leads quite heavily into liberal identity politics. Yeah. In this case, Latino identity. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, I don't really mind it in movies. Okay. Although some leftists will argue that identity politics in movies are bad. Yeah. Because it causes people to think in terms of that identity instead of terms of class. Yeah. And this right. divides us, right? Okay, yeah. It doesn't matter what race you are. If you're a working class, you have far more in common with a working class person of another race than you do with a bourgeois person of the same race. That is true, yeah. If you're thinking in terms of race, it's more difficult to build a coalition as this person would be more likely to side with a capitalist who happens to be the same race as them. Yeah. And this is especially insidious as this is a kid's movie. You know, you putting that idea into their head that, you know... It's it's fine to... Well, no, like you should stick with your race, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, so it gets people to think this way from when they are young. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with this argument. I just think, number one, the filmmaker is allowed to put whatever they want in a movie. Okay. Even if I disagree with the politics of it, yeah. they fully allow to do what they want. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Number two, sometimes representation, representation makes people feel, quote unquote, seen. Yeah. If this movie makes someone feel more confident about themselves, then I think it's a good in the short term. Yeah. There's plenty of time to learn about class politics as you grow older. That is true. Yeah. Right. But let's be clear, I do not tolerate identity politics within the realm of politics. Yeah. I will never support someone on the basis of identity. Okay. Only okay. over the ideas that they're fighting for. Yeah. Right. That's reasonable, I would say. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, like the Barbie movie. Yeah. What other movies <laughs> did we have? We done that like, like that. Uh, that's like that. Liberal I, identity politics. All I can think of is Barbie right now. But yeah. if I go through, I can probably mm-hmm. find something else. Avatar for blue people. I get it. <laughs> blue people rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other thoughts? I... Okay, well, it it kind of ties back into the, like, I guess, all the characters and that kind of stuff. But, like, I really loved that Nana was, like, originally, she's just this, this sweet old lady. Yeah. She, you know, she, like, she sews. <laughs> she's just, oh, she's so sweet. And then from, like, the middle onwards, or, like, I guess after... Uh, the yeah. father dies. It turns out she's a freedom fighter. Yeah. <laughs> she becomes a badass. It's well, amazing. Did they mention which country she's from? I don't think so. I don't know. For whatever reason, I was thinking that she's from Cuba. 
and she threw overthrew the but- Batista government. Oh. I don't know why I thought that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the. There was a mention of. Oh, where they just it? said that they immigrated. They didn't say. I don't think they mentioned the country. There's, there's a lot of mentions of Mexico. Yes, it's probably Mexico. Yeah, but I honestly I don't know. It's like it's never explicitly said. It's just kind of out mm. there. But it's yeah. Our Spanish-speaking listeners, please let us know. I was gonna, uh, uh, sorry, 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 Karen. What kind of uh, dialect of Spanish that may be, right. and where it could be from? I was gonna say. Um, it's fun, not fun. <laughs> it's good that they swap between Spanish, and, Spanish English. and English, right? Yeah. So you see in like certain movies, there'll be like two Chinese people and they'll, <laughs> they'll be speaking English or, you know, yeah. it just makes, it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't speak in their native language yeah. as opposed to, you know, English. Yeah. But obviously it's made for the movie going audience to understand them. Like yeah. a lot of people don't like to watch with subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you illiterate motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I like that they just spoke how they would usually speak. Yeah. You know? <laughs> In, uh, so the villain. Yes. I didn't like Susan Sarandon. Not the performance, how she was written. Okay. She's kind of like a comically bad villain for no reason. Mm, I guess the whole thing is that she was like uh, snubbed for taking over Cord. Yes. And then that like vested within her until eventually Ted went missing and then she takes over. All right. But why is she a murderer? I don't know. That's why I understand <laughs> taking over the company. Yeah. I get that totally. Right. And you were previously shafted, but now you're in charge. Yes. But why is she doing all this violence? It's like uh, that part of it is not explained. Yeah. <sighs> it's just like, you know, at the end of Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the the character has a point, but they just go mad. Yeah. Right. Like uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Killmonger made a, made a bunch of good points. Then at the end of the movie is like... You gotta arm people to go murder people around yeah. the world. It's, it's like they, they just give them a, a random violent streak, you know, to make them extra evil. unlikable. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like the characterization of her. Yeah. Performance. I'm not going to say she was great, but she was fine. I, I think she was very good at being unlikable. Sure. Like a lot of. Her line delivery as well. Some of <laughs> some of that was mad. And then she'd do this like, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a hushed, low voice when you deliver like a, a particularly threatening line. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good line. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. What I did really like is the secondary villain, a uh, Hitchman. Oh, yeah. Who is the titular Omek. Yes. Well, is he? I, I don't know. I thought he was supposed to be like a. Oh, well, never mind. Hmm? <laughs> uh, like the uh, an opposite version of him. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, but it's it's still no Mac. I was, yeah. was going to say it's a red beetle. Uh, but yeah, you know what of. I was saying about the reach. 
Yes. So they send scarabs to every world. Okay. So there was like a, a red beetle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the Martian one is the green beetle. Oh, Whatever, cool. right? Okay. So yeah. I was going to say, I thought there was like a, I don't know, reference to that. It when could, he steals yeah. the scarab's power. Yeah. Right. He could have become like a red beetle, but it doesn't really matter. It's still just an Omech. Yeah. But never mind that. His backstory. Mm. Right. They mentioned it very early on that he's from the school of the Americas. Do you yes. know what that is? No. So, uh, I listened to a podcast called Behind the Bastards. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, like details the history of history's greatest monsters. Yeah. Right. And this school is a CIA funded oh. place where they train palamer- paramilitaries. Paramilitaries. <laughs> where they like, they overthrow democratically elected governments in and around South America, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I highly suggest you go listen to the two episodes, uh, okay. uh he did on the subject, but uh, that's basically all you need to know for this movie. Okay. Right. Yeah. We see like in a flashback that he was stolen as a child and, you know, sent for training. Yeah. That's that's so sad. Yes. But, uh, you know, I was very shocked that they mentioned the School of the Americas. Like, (laughs) that's hectic to put in a kid's movie. (laughs) But yes, at the end of the movie, I'm glad that the Beatle also showed some character growth and showed uh, Jaime the inside his mind. Yeah. That like, you know, he's a victim in all this. Yeah. He was taken as a child, turned into a weapon. And then, yeah, you know, he's just been moving from place to place as a weapon instead of being able to grow up. Yeah. So I thought there was a, you know, a wonderful bit of backstory and realizing, you know. Sometimes. Well, like, this does have good class politics, right? Yeah. Because, like, that guy is also a worker. Yeah, that is true. And Susan Sarandon is bourgeois and she's the enemy. Yeah. But then again... Jennifer is also bourgeois and she's a... Uh, she's a good... Yeah. But mm. uh, I really like that ending where he realized that the henchman was just uh, a victim as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. He, and he should be... Have some way to be redeemed. Whereas yeah. Susan Sarandon shouldn't be redeemed. Yes. Um, yes. We haven't talked about Jennifer at all. No. Right. I didn't think she did enough yeah she didn't do much yeah she like she stole the scarab originally and then well it's sorry let me let me rephrase that okay it's more like she doesn't have a personality a personality both the mother and her i couldn't like tell you what their personalities are yeah i i guess her whole thing is like helping people and that's in what sense like she's did it, any did she did this was the show on screen was this did they tell us about this yeah they so um originally like you know when the mimi the sister is using the the fancy bathroom mm. to take a dump and um he Jaime overhears them talking and the she offers him a job uh, is that what you said well just before that yeah it's like there's uh, there's a whole thing where uh victoria or you know the aunt 
she says, like, you've been a drain on this company because you've gone out and done all these philanthropic things. I guess. All right. But that's like, it's, that's really about it. It was told, not shown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yes, that's... I wish she had more of a personality because I could tell you that George Lopez is a crazy inventor guy. Yeah. Uh, the sister is like, a, I don't know what's the word, like a smothering type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she like makes fun of him a lot. Yeah. Uh, the grandmother's like a warm person, but with like a crazy underneath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, like the father is like kind of generically fatherish. You know? <laughs> he's he's but, like yeah. quiet but wise. Yeah. Both the mother and Jenny are thought. Yeah. They again, the mother didn't get anything to do and we don't know about it. Jenny had things to do, but we didn't We didn't really get to no, not we did get to know her. It's just she doesn't have a personality. Yeah, okay. Well yeah. she she has good fashion. Yeah. So that I is guess true. that's a thing. <laughs> the fits were incredible mm. in the movie. I don't know. Not all of them. But uh, some of them. What? Uh, I can't okay. remember them <laughs> off the top of my head, but uh, I just remember thinking, uh, this doesn't work. Okay. Or whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, fashion is not a personality. You that know? is true. <laughs> I guess, I, well, I guess I just said that I couldn't name something about it and I just named the the fashion. So <laughs> yeah. that's a thing. That is a thing, yes. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts? There was... Uh, Oh, what was I going to say? I just lost it. All right, listen. I thought yes. he was remarkably stupid in battle. Okay, yes. Like, he's constantly turning away from his enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could kind of explain this away by saying it's his first day on the job. Yeah. You know, he's a very new uh, superhero. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just in general life, if you're in a fight, you wouldn't turn away from the person you're fighting. That's yeah. just, you know common sense that has nothing to do with your first day yeah. <laughs> right there's so many like why didn't he can fly right why yes. didn't his why didn't he get his family out of there you know when he was burning yeah right he should have took taken them flown away flown back and then fought the the people there yes his his father died because like he, didn't, he didn't fly them away yes. pretty much yeah. yeah yeah and again that's more more it's your first day you fucked up yeah more so than turning away from <laughs> the villain right yeah but yes th- he just does some stupid things yeah but again first day yeah I, it is what it is you know you have to learn somehow mm. and unfortunately for superheroes their learning is very much on the job and, and very much having your parent die yeah <laughs> <laughs> or some you know family figure <laughs> some parental figure of some sort yeah yeah. Superman lost four parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's the best superhero. <laughs> he just kept losing parents and mm. it was like... Well, he uh, lost a whole planet, if you think about it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> he lost four parents and a planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the most powerful, because he, he's lost the most people. <laughs> yeah. Love the idea that you get more powerful as you keep losing people. I was gonna say, um, talking about the good politics in this movie. Yes, <laughs> he's facing student debt. 
Yes. Which is a big talking point <laughs> in the world because uh, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Yes. If I'm a country, I want to... Obviously, healthcare is the number one, right? Yes. I want to keep my people healthy. But education is also a, a very pretty, important one, right? Yeah, I want to get. Deal. I want my country to be healthy and educated so yes. that we can... <laughs> be productive, <laughs> yes. do things. It doesn't make sense to charge students for... to learn, right? Especially charging them exorbitant amounts. Yes. Like, I, if it was a zero-interest loan... Yeah. Or 1% or something like that. Then, fair uh, enough. Right? Uh, like, uh, you're making a small amount of money, but... Yeah. <laughs> the way it, like, you know, co- it just, compound interest... Yeah. It's unreal, crazy. Uh, yes, yeah. it's unreasonable. So, yeah, yes. And the thing is, sometimes movies and TV shows will throw in like that as like they want points for kind of acknowledging it. Yeah, someone will be like, "Oh, I have student debt," mm. and that's never brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. This uh, the student debt drives his poverty. Yeah, you know, and why he seeks to get a job at court industries. Yeah, yeah. Although I was just a bit surprised that he's a lawyer. Yeah. I thought he'd be like a scientist or something, you know, because, but I guess that's Ted Cord. Yeah. (laughs) And he has his, you know, George Lopez to do the The science science stuff. But yeah, yeah, I always just associated Blue Beetle with uh, being a scientist. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I feel like with the parallels to Iron Man that we've been thinking of, Mm. it is very... It's, well, the thing is, I guess he he doesn't build the suit. No, you know he's yeah. uh, he's he's not required to be smart. Yeah, that is true. Mm. And in some, you cases, heard that, listeners. I said lawyers aren't smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Yes, <laughs> I said it, and I'm like, what if the listeners don't get it? <laughs> listener, wait. Yeah. Listener. What if our listeners are lawyers? <laughs> listener, wait. If you're a lawyer, please just wait. Wait a minute. It's okay. You didn't mean it. Please stay. I meant it times two. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do we say? <laughs> something about something, probably. Mm. It doesn't make sense that he was a lawyer. And yeah. the student debt is mm. very heavy. But in other news... Um, why do I keep... All right, yeah. So the Scarab. Like, I, I really enjoyed that it, it was like... Kind of a primitive AI, right? So it like, originally, it basically just wants to kill everyone. And like, Jaime says certain things and she's like, well, it's like, uh, not so sure about that. I'm just going to do one of the things that he said without listening to the other bits of the sentence mm-hmm. to put it in context. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it learns what he wants when he says certain things. And it realizes how it can react to those things. Yeah. And then um, there was something else. Oh, oh right, yeah. And then, like originally, it just wants to kill shit. Mm. Like it's big on using lethal force to kill everything possible. Mm. But well, the, uh, sorry mm. to interrupt. Yeah. That's what I said. I loved at the end of the movie where the beetle is the one who showed Jaime. You know, you should forgive this guy. It's wonderful yeah. characterization to show it going from murderous to, hey, we should give this guy a shot. Yeah. 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 And it really helped with his thing, which we've been over. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. There was, there was also some clunky CGI that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible to the point that I was like, oh no, that's ruined the whole movie for me. Mm. But it was a bit like, uh, a little bit iffy, if that makes sense. Like, one of the very first scenes with the plane landing, that, it looked CGI to me. And I, I didn't enjoy it, but it, it's not something that I like took off crazy points for. Uh, now that you're saying that, it reminded me. Mm. I really like the color palette of this movie. Oh yeah, the blue and the purple, like neon. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that's called. That type of thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, neon. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I've I've seen it before. Mm. So it's not like new and inventive, but it's just fun to see. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't call it groundbreaking. Yeah. But yes, I liked it. It's very easy on the eye. It's very like 80s. Yeah. Kind of feel. Yeah. But yeah. I think that also kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense to say that, you know, how they like live in the edge and the edge is very kind of run down. So they've got a bunch of. Well, it's not run down, but it's not as, uh, what's the word? As like built up or as modern as the, the people in the city who have all their, you know, fun big houses and whatever. So I think that kind of, it kind of plays into that idea that the edge is a little bit further behind. But in poverty. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So they, they didn't have the chance to develop that. Develop what? Uh, the whole modern approach. Okay. Yeah. Can we move on to recommendation? What did you write the movie? Eight. Okay. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, same. <clears throat> I was kind of shocked how much I liked it. <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I had a lot of like, like I said, George Lopez gave me a few laugh out loud moments. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have criticisms, but it's all very light and like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like not completely blown away, mm. but it's also better than good. Mm. So it's like, it's right up there. Eight, nine for me. Mm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Pretty good. Recommendations. Okay. So I rewatched Stoker. As okay. part of the Park Chan-wook miniseries. Okay. It's a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Shadow of a Doubt. Okay. And it's his first English language film. Okay. I originally gave it an 8, and I still think it's an 8. Yeah. It's an unbelievably stylish movie. But the story is kind of weird and hectic. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I really like Shadow, Shadow of a Doubt more. Okay. Shadow of a Doubt is both stylish and the story is... Pretty good. Yeah. Hitchcock said it's his favorite movie. Huh. Right? Uh, his favorite of his that yeah. he made. Not that... You know, he probably liked other people's movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not Park's best. He, he, you know. Yeah. He still has, like... Even if he's not at his best, he still has those just very good filmmaking instincts where, like yeah. I said, it's very stylish. Yeah, it's just the story kind of lets it down. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I watched Demonic, which is the last Neil Blomkamp movie I hadn't watched. Remember, I said yeah. uh, 
I went through all his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Demonic. Uh, I really didn't like it that much. Okay. Um, it's like this woman hmm. is possessed. By a demon, perhaps? I don't know. Oh. But hmm. they, they have this machine where they hook up a daughter. Okay. Who can go into her mind. Oh. And they like... I don't want to spoil it, right? Mm. But you think that would be like a <laughs> a very interesting thing, but I don't yeah. find it like that interesting. Okay. And it well, it had some good like CGI or, or you know effects, yeah. but it's like again, I really wish Neil Blomkamp would go back to doing other stuff, Chappy, Elysium, yeah. that kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Right. Building that sci-fi world out. Yeah. I find those things very compelling, but... <laughs> Gran Turismo. <laughs> demonic. <laughs> fucking hell, bro. Yeah. Anyway. The next thing is the Ahsoka TV show pre- premiered this week. Right, yeah. You have no idea what that is. I have heard of it. Ahsoka is Anakin's apprentice. Yes. In Star Wars. I do know that. <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, she never appeared in the movies. Yes, she's uh, she was created in the uh, Clone Wars TV show. Yes, by Dave Filoni. I I think we spoke about this on one of the pods yeah. a while ago. The yeah. trailer came out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you know who Dave Filoni is? Yes. Is a George Lucas's handpicked successor. Yes. To make the Clone Wars. Yeah. So he's the one who wrote and directed Ahsoka. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like she's like his main character that he is. Made. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Okay. But it's very dull. Okay. Like the colors, like it's very gray. Yeah. Uh, and also, she is very like stoic. Yeah. She's not like likable and, you know, like. Fun. Yeah. She's just kind and of it's, serious. It's this, you know, like in Clone Wars, when she's first introduced, she's a teenager. Yeah. And she's very, uh, like, annoying. Right? <laughs> annoying and, and upbeat. And, yes. Yeah. And the thing is, over time, as she grew older, we, you know, the audience started to like Ahsoka. Yeah. And now, when we see her in live action, she's, you know, in a different way, being like, n- not, she's not like, likable, you know? Not likable. Yeah. Well, Unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. You could say so, But it's only been two episodes, right? So yeah. I think there's good potential here. Yeah. It's, it looks like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'll see how it plays out. Yeah, still early doors. Mm. Yeah, they released the first two episodes. I think there's going to be ten. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I have to go check. So there's, there's still a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then I watched in the next Tim Burton movie. It's called Big Eyes. Okay. It's about this move, this lady who paints... Uh, pictures, but every okay. every person in her pictures has yeah. big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Right, and she marries this guy who like starts selling the paintings as his own. Oh, right. Okay, and uh, it's a very it's about their like relationship. Interesting. And him okay. gaslighting her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pre- like you know I said Tim Burton fell off, mm. but it's really. Like his franchise movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes, Charlie mm. and the Chocolate Factory, Dark yeah. Shadows, Alice in Wonderland. Right. Those are all the ones I don't like. Yeah. But his original movies, like Big Fish. 
big eyes <laughs> and yeah before 2000 like when mars attacks edward yeah. uh beat not beetlejuice i don't like beetlejuice oh no <laughs> that okay. guy's a sex criminal i've that, mentioned it before <laughs> yeah that is her uh not michael keaton the character of beetlejuice yes. <laughs> all right um what's the other one uh, edward scissorhands yes all his original creations i love a lot right so i really wish he would go back to doing this <laughs> do more original stuff right anyway the next movie i watched was miss peregrine's home for peculiar children right yeah which is tim burton doing an original movie and i didn't like it oh <laughs> look out the turntables <laughs> <laughs> like well i don't know what it is and i don't know if miss peregrine is based on something like a tv show or something i feel like it's based on a book Yeah, it's probably a book. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh yeah, just uh do you know what a try hard is? Yes. It's it is trying to hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they would like trying to be weird. Okay. Do you know that meme of like this is my friend Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> She's so crazy and it's a, it's a picture of a lady with like frozen peas yeah. on her. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, it's that that's what that movie felt like. Like I told Greg to lie on the floor and he did it. Yeah, the, the mad, mad lad. lad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something unremarkable. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I didn't like it. Anyway, yeah. yourself? I was it gaming. Uh somewhat, yes, actually. <sighs> of But course, always gaming. I've picked up a new show to watch, which is out of the seven that I haven't finished yet. Uh it's called Captain Fall. It's very like archer kind of vibes. All right. So it's like animated adult comedy that kind of all right stuff. And right. by adult you mean porno? No. You mean uh, mature. Yeah. Well, As in I guess an old lady doing porn. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, it's so far it's a lot of well I say it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of like dumb humor. So it's like basically the main premise of the thing is that there's this guy with the surname Fall. So he's Captain Fall, right? I see. Yeah. And uh he comes from a long line of falls and all of them have been like really successful uh boat captains. Mm. But he's a bumbling idiot. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, like he—he's finished. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm allowed to say it. It's not really a spoiler. He's finished like bottom of his class in all the things, like the lowest marks in history. Wow. Well, I blame the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. They But anyway, should, uh, they should like you know give him. Get a special tutor. Yeah. <laughs> the lowest marks in history is fine. I blame the system. I don't blame, you know, a kid for being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. What are the parents doing? They're just... They... His father is a successful riverboat captain. Why isn't he taking an interest in the boy's life, you know? Because he's got an older brother. That's a very successful captain. So, like, they don't even... I don't... Well... Yeah, I probably shouldn't say this because he's the main character of the show, but I don't remember his name. But 
they also don't remember his name. Wow. Yeah, he's fucked. Like, yeah. It's very So they sad. only take care of the older brother. Yeah, pretty much. I wish that was my family. Oh. They hate me. They oh, hate me. They want me so to die. Sad. My brother gets everything. I don't get fucking anything, oh. bro. <sighs> Shame. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Well, it's sorry, sorry. Do you have more? No, that's really about. Yeah, yeah, I I assumed. Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked wow. that you even had one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cuz you're too busy gaming. I will come back with more next week. You're the character from Gran Turismo. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Give us two or three likes if yes. you've got multiple accounts, please. <laughs> Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. It has to be. And don't like try to misconstrue us. No. And create five accounts and give us five one-star reviews, <gasps> right? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've gotten ahead of these crooks. I, know. <laughs> I can see them before they do it, right? <laughs> I'm saying five stars from one review. Yes. So if you do five reviews, 25 stars in yes. total. All right? Yes. Just so we're all clear. Yeah. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. This week, we're trying something different. Yeah. It's not a movie commentary. <laughs> it's... No, why are you laughing? So if you're subscribing to Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries, don't subscribe this week because well the previous ones are still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you make it seem like <laughs> we have we have a back catalog. Yeah. Right? That is true. Yes, we do. Right. We've got a portfolio. But this week we're we're doing two episodes of the Batman uh the Brave and the Bold TV show. Yes. It's the the first uh, episode is called The Rise of the Blue Beetle. Yes. The second is The Fall of the Blue Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. How crazy is right. that? You can find all our links at paceup.com. That's P A I C I P.com. Yep. Please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend, tell a family member, tell two family members, mm. or tell everyone. Yeah. Remarkably short episode this week. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Do you want to vamp for a little bit? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I yeah. took James Madison out of my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. I took Madison and Botman out for Mbomo and Nakanji. Madison scored yesterday. Mbomo did fuck off. He bombed. Right? Botman is playing later today against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. He could easily get a clean sheet. He could. Right? Yeah. And Akanji apparently didn't travel with Man City. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically I took a minus four. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, and Madison got eleven, right? Yeah. That's a nine point swing. Yeah. At current moment, he could get worse if Botman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is still going to be our shortest episode by at least 10 minutes. Yeah. So, unless we want to talk about more fantasy. No, nah, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs>